rightly positioning God's people to be who He has called them to be and do what He has called them to do. Welcome to Roadmap to Destiny with Rev. N.K. Imisa, the Senior Pastor of Destiny House International. Now, today's word. Forever you will be the lamb upon the throne. I gladly bow my knee. Worship you
I hear just the voices. Sing for your name is
from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God over. Tell me he's God. You are God from beginning to There's no place for argument. You are God over. You've got times. You've got times and seasons. Mercy, but in your mercy, you have called at your own. Sing your God, you are the There's no place so high, and that's why we say, Father of the fatherless. 
Spiritually, number one, fasting. Number two, no. I'm going to share some things, so I don't even know what to call it. And these things, if you are not paying attention to your work with God, if you are not paying attention to your work with God, you will not know these things. Because they are things that you see the way the Bible says that and the word of the Lord came to me. This. That's what it is. It is a word that comes to you. And so if you are not paying attention, something that you cannot receive. Hallelujah. So, and such things, when it comes, you must be quick to write. Because you lose it. Amen. So, we're starting with this a scripture I've been using for some time now. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 30. Jeremiah 29:13. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. You see, there are two kinds of people. There are casual Christians and the serious Christians. The casual Christians won't find God. I'm telling you that. When you become born again, Father, give us grace and utterance in Jesus' name. Amen. When you become born again, you have not found God. You have just entered. It's like you have just entered a big mansion. You don't know what's going on there. You understand? You have entered a very, let's just picture it like that. That you have entered a very huge mansion. So many buildings, so many activities going on. You have just entered. You have just been granted access into that compound. But you don't know what's going on. Just picture it like that. Hallelujah. There are those who will find God. And there are those who will not find God. In other words, there are some Christians who will walk in some dimensions and some realms. And some Christians may not be able to access those realms. Based on the scripture. Jeremiah 29 verse 13. It says that you will seek me and you find me and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. In other words, there are people are searching, but not everybody is searching with all their heart. Some people are searching because of their own motives. And that is one of the things that can cause you not to even find him at all. That's why I told you that even to minister powerfully, it is not just about your prayer and fasting. 
Because if the only reason why you are going to Achia to pray and fast for 30 days is to walk in power, you will come back and you might not experience anything different. Because God wants to God wants you to seek him with all of your heart. Like, I just want to know you. It's not that I want something from you. Do you understand? So some people are actually using God. And that is not searching for him with all of your heart. Because that's why I, I said on Friday, <clears throat> especially preachers, if you didn't have to preach, will you seek God? Because if you are staying in his presence on Friday, staying in his presence on Saturday, because you know you are about to preach on Sunday, it is equal to using God. Because you want to stay so that you can get a deposit to come and unleash on Sunday. It's good. It's not bad. It's something that you actually have to do. But after you have released that which was deposited in you, will you go back to seeking God when you know you don't have to come back to preach? When you know you don't have to come back to lead worship? So, in seeking God is not casual. It's with all of your heart. He wants all of you, soul, body, spirit, everything, seeking him. Just to know him. Not because of what you can get. You, how will you feel if some, you realize somebody is in a relationship with you just because of what they can get? If the person knows that, okay, I know I'll ask this boy for money next week. So from this week, I will start talking to the person. So that by the time it gets to that day, it will not look like a lot of us, that's how we are treating our relationship with God. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. We are still talking about growing our spiritual. God is not what? Mocked. You don't, who are you trying to deceive? Bible, he I forgot the Bible says the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. The man can vet the motives of your heart and your intentions. That's why we sing songs like I want to sit at your feet. Drink from the cup in your hands. Lean back against you. And breathe. Feel your heartbeat. This love is so dear. It's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming. He's not looking for anything from God. He's, he's not looking for anything. <laughs> I want to know you. I, I, I told you one time, I prayed that prayer so much that the prophet saw me and said, you, you are always praying, I want to know you, I want to know you. So that's when you know that you are, you are really praying. <laughs> that I may know him. Look at Paul's prayer. Sometimes you have to compare your prayers to the kind of prayers that are in the Bible. See the priorities that people had and you see your priorities. I will get this. That I may know him. That I may know him. That I may know him. You should start praying prayers like that the Lord will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Prayers and, and, and actions that just seek to know God and, and seek to know the different dimensions and, and because let me show you a scripture, 2 Corinthians 12, 3 to 4. 2 Corinthians 12, 3 to 4. Quickly, please. 
Second Corinthians <clears throat> 12, 3 to 4. Yes. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. How he was caught up into paradise oh. and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Look at the kind of realms and dimensions that are in God. Some people are flipping and writing. Second Corinthians 12, 3 to 4. Read it again. Use a different version, please. Which version? Let's read King James and see something. And I knew such a man. I knew such a man. Whether in the body, whether in the body or in the spirit, I don't know. I cannot tell. You see, God in knows. the realm of the spirit, there is such a thing as transportation in the spirit. There was some time I used to teach these things. <laughs> whether when when and I I I'll show you that scripture maybe later. Where in the message version, Bible says that and God took a man away, like spirit, soul, and body all together. It's not like the person was there. And the person was having a dream or was in a trance. The Bible says that God took him, spirit, soul, and body. He was like he was there at this moment, and the next moment the man was not there again. Transported in the spirit into another realm. That's that's what Paul is saying over there. He said, I know a man, whether what? In the body or whether out of the in body. In the body or out of the body. I don't know. Those experiences, whether when you are having it, you don't know whether. You have gotten out of your body and your spirit is just experiencing it or it's, it's like all of you that's experiencing it. Like I know a man who one time was sleeping in his room around 2 a.m. and God took him out. Oh, he didn't even open the door. He just got out of the house. He was on the streets and God was trying to show him some things that he needed to deal with in that area. Hallelujah. Oh. How that he was caught up into paradise. He was caught up into paradise. He was caught up into the heavens. And and heard unspeakable words. He heard unspeakable words. You see, that's your small revelation that you have that we can't even breathe again. People have heard and seen things which are not lawful for men to utter. This kind of dimension, you won't get it if you are seeking God because of just anointing. Or school fees or rent or job this I mentioned we, we don't get there by taking your prayer request long prayer request to God I need a fridge I need a TV I need a playstation my school fees my rent all those kind of prayers you won't enter into this realm Finding God, you are looking to look for something. <laughs> uh, we are in for a whole truth. Hallelujah. So there are some, that's why I said there are some people who are never going to enter into this dimension. So I guess. And I told you that right from the beginning of these things that I do not speak to you about these things as someone who has already achieved. So we are all on this journey. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 5 verse 4. The Bible says that an Enoch walked with God and he was not. For God took him. The guy had become such a host of God's presence, of 
of, of deep, the deep things of God, he, he couldn't even walk on earth anymore. I'm sure he would have become very strange to everybody around. He walked with God so much, God had to take him. God said, come, 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 come. That level, we don't find it casually. We don't find it by, you still love me. We don't find it by the grace of God. God is faithful. God will never leave me. He has not left anybody home. But you will not find those levels. You, you can't enter those levels. So there are different reasons why people pray to God and people seek God. But it's not everybody who will. This dimension. Because this dimension comes with some cost. It will require that you leave everything. It will require that you <laughs> it will require death. In summary, it will require death. You will have to die. You will have to die. You will have to die to this thing called self. Because no, 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 nobody can glory in his presence. So yourself cannot appear over there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Nobody can glory in his presence. So if at any point you find yourself using God, just know that you and glory, you are very far. You are, you are like parallel lines. You will not meet. It's, it's sad. It's sad. If you think about it, you realize that it's, it's, it's the case for many people. Like we are just using God. Like we that's why I told you, some of you, you only pray when you have a need. When you don't have a need, will you pray? Right now, you want a good job. You want a nice apartment. You want a car. You want to get married. You want to be comfortable. I mean, after those things are met, will you pray? You want to wear a nice suit like what Eric is wearing. After you start wearing these kind of suits, Will you pray again? You will look at your suit. I just feel good and feel asleep. Just, just fall asleep. Just admiring the suit. Would it be that in Africa a lot of people go to church just because of the socio-economic conditions? You see everyone going to church. He loves God. In Pipe and things, people have problems. Oh, people, somebody's firstborn didn't pass exam, he has become a liability. They are still cooking board here and things for him in the house. He's going to be second born, he's married, no child, third born, people have issues. So, you see, people like this going from Pipe Boys, not like they really love God or anything because we. We as we as human beings identify or reckon that we cannot in ourselves solve all our problems. So we are we are very likely to seek a higher power, you know, to help us. Why do you think you still find people in some of these churches that everybody thinks is fake? Because the people have problems and they feel like their problems can be solved there. So they are not looking for God. Do you understand? They are not looking for God. Someone told me one time that this is how some of them think. Previously, if you wanted something, 
you have to go to a juju man. You know, take a car to a certain region in Ghana whose name starts with an alphabet. <laughs> and pass through some bush. Go and see a scary man in a scary place. You'll be doing some scary things. Before you can do some little consultation. Some little consultation. And, and, and get now somebody has gone to collect the power and brought it into a beautiful air-conditioned place. Why shouldn't I go there rather? You understand? So long before fake pastors came, there were juju men that people were going to anyway. So if I don't have to go and deal with juju directly and just deal with the man and still have a solution to my problem, don't you think that's a better option? So it's not that they are seeking God and you are afraid for them that they are in the wrong place. You think they don't know. <laughs> they want the solution to their problems. Are you with me? Lift up your hand and say, Father, help me to seek you with all of my heart. Yes. Bible says in Luke chapter 2 verse 37 Luke 2 37 and there was a widow until she was 84 she never left the temple but she worshipped night and day fasting and praying so these are the kind of people who are not, they are, I'm not you see whether you like it or not you have needs you have needs. So I'm not saying you shouldn't pray about your needs. But I'm saying that there's a certain dimension. And I speak of these things because I always tell you that all the people in this ministry at this level, that we are like this. Everybody is in ministry. Everybody is someone who will become a serious ministry person. That is why I, I talk like I'm talking to pastors. Not general church congregation. You understand what I'm saying? So, at that level of becoming a minister, you, you, you can't be praying at that level of your needs, your needs, your needs, your needs. And there's a widow until she was 84. She stayed in the temple and worshipped God night and day, fasting and praying, just seeking the face of God. Just communing with God. Just having fellowship with God. See, if I see you, if I come and see you, you see, some, some of you had a friend, you know, you are so used to people coming to his office to ask him for money. So one early morning, he saw me there and as soon as he saw me, his face changed because he thought I was also coming to ask for money because I was part of that group that people from that group always go there to ask him for money. So I, I started chatting with him. We are just chatting and having fellowship and just chatting. And he was surprised that I you just came here to check on me and just for us to just talk. I said, yes, why? <laughs> Hallelujah. And that is the level that we should get to with God. Amen. And you should know as a preacher or as a minister that the fact that you are doing it right does not mean you are releasing life. The fact that you are preaching. You see, it is not everybody who reads the Bible to know God. Some people read the Bible for scholastic purposes. 
for argumentative reasons. Have you seen an atheist who can tell you, bring your Bible, let me show you something. It's not everybody who reads the Bible to know God. In fact, it's not every preacher who reads the Bible to, to know God. There are many pastors who read the Bible just to get a message for Sunday. See, this thing is not far-fetched though. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking about some strange people living somewhere. I'm talking about you and I. It's not far-fetched. That's why I said, even as a minister, first of all, you were a Christian before you became a pastor. Hallelujah. It's not everybody who is reading the Bible to know God. So the fact that you are preaching right, you know, you can do all the Bible exegesis and exposition. It It doesn't mean that you are releasing life. Because the life will be released just by that from your living, like I've been saying. And so it is that person who has been dwelling in the present who will release life out of his right teaching. But you can teach right, say something that is intellectually sound because you probably studied secretization of future earnings in the University of Wine, Wine, Wine. But you will not be releasing life, you will be sharing a part of your intellect. You'll be showing us your intellectual prowess. Hallelujah. And so is fasting and prayer. And fasting and prayers. It is not a proof that you want to know God. I told you some people fast because of a job. Say, I'm going to do seven days dry before I go for this interview. You are not seeking God. You are seeking a job. So even fasting and prayer is not a proof of anything. If you have this fasting thing, if you are not being instructed, eat to eat and seek God. The disciples saw of John. They saw Jesus Christ and his disciples. No, the Pharisees. They saw Jesus Christ and his disciples. They said that ah. John's disciples, they came fasting and praying, but you and your disciples, you are always eating. Why? (laughs) You and your disciples, you are always eating. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm not saying fasting is not good. Fasting is very good. But you have to embark on many fastings. Hallelujah. Until your eyes are popping out your body. <laughs> you have to, but the motive for the fasting, that's my issue. Do you understand? Say, I'm come to fast for 14 days dry. This year, I have to break through. That kind of fasting, you have to stop. Fasting for contract. Fasting for contract. Fasting for promotion. Well, maybe it's a revelation I'm here to catch. <laughs> Hallelujah. I pray that God will reveal himself more and more to you. Because we don't know God plenty. We don't really know God like that. I'm telling you. Anybody who has had an experiential walk with God, eh, you can't convince such a man that God is not there. By you, maybe someone can convince you that God is not there. But you have not known the person. Peter said the things we have seen, heard, and they were touched. These are the things that will tell you. But you have no experience. You, 
have any marks in your body. Have any experience. So somebody can easily tell you a few things. <laughs> I pray that you also have that testimony. A day that you will stand and you will not tell people of just theory and things that you have heard other men say, but you will release that which you have seen, that which you have heard, that which you have handled. I've realized in my own life that anytime I, I begin to preach out of my walk with God, it's powerful. The service is just powerful. I don't need to do anything. your prayer. Amen. Let it be your prayer. It's it's a place where God will, you will have to cut your will and whoop it. That's how we say it in chief, right? Your will. You have to sideline your will. You see, there are times that we almost don't want to pray about something because we feel like we already know what God will say about that. And so we'd rather not consult God before he spoils our plans. Man, you are not dead. You are so alive. You are alive and kicking. You are alive and kicking. And no alive and kicking person touches the glory of God and deep realms in the spirit. No. You are what? Alive and kicking. <laughs> Ask somebody, are you alive and kicking? <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to consult God at all because you, you know that this thing, hey, you just have a you have a certain feeling. If I, you see, I will not even talk to my pastor about it before I even pray about it. By the time he realizes, I've finished doing it. That one, I've already done it. I'm talking to somebody. Hallelujah. So it's a place that God will deal with your will. Your will. Your will. It will no longer be your will, but his will. And it's difficult, I'm telling you. If, if you have not experienced the difficulty of it, eh, you are not yet working in this thing. I'm telling you. Because one time I heard a man speaking, and he was talking about, don't stop, he was talking about how uh, he can give everything to God. If God asks him, God asks you to give, there's nothing that he has right now by God's grace that he can't give back to God because it's God who gave to him. And I was wondering, hey, can I also do that? And I thought to myself, of course, yes. What money do I have that I can't give back to him? What ministry can you give back to God? If God says, walk away from this pulpit right now, you know a lot of pastors will not be able to do it because of their ego. Me, I will run. God should you try and make a mistake and one <laughs> no, yes Lord he will not even finish no, I'm telling you all sincerely next time you see me I'm the MC at some Christian program And so I was thinking about it. And on Friday, I was trying, I was spending time with God. And I had a call. And I picked a call. I talked about 20 minutes. And after that, that thing came back to my mind. 
Listen. And these things will it, will it will come to you as a revelation. It is not because right now, if you think about it, you feel like, oh, if ah, do you really think that if God tells my pastor that God says give me two thousand cities and I have it, I will give it. I'll definitely give it. That's not your problem. That's not the problem. There's another part of you. You have not even realized yet that when it comes to that part, you will say yes. I pray that one day it should happen to you. Ah, prophet Isaiah. God. Isaiah the prophet who prophesied about the birth of Jesus for 400 years before it happened. The Bible says in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Isaiah. He saw the Lord. He said, woe to me. I am undone and I am a man of unclean lips. That is revelation. So he, at that time, he saw his inadequacy by revelation. So it is not, don't sit there and think, oh, I can give everything, I can even remove my shoes and walk back home like that. I know you can do that one. There are some little, little things. You are amazed. And God wants all of those things. He wants to finish you like nothing at all. Just nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing. Dead, dead. Like you are just, you are a cadaver. Let me tell you, you see a certain man of God doing some wonderful things. He stands there and are getting up from their wheelchair and he will finish you and kneel down in front of him. Master, he cannot impart his deadness. He cannot impart his secret place. But when you have already done those things, you set the foundation for impartation. But you don't just go around fooling, you are not dead, you are kicking alive, you don't, nothing, you just impartation. For finances, I've gone to secret flow dollar. I have impartation for finances. For grace, I've gone to see Pastor Chris. For miracles, I've gone to see prophets. This for apostolic, I've gone, so I have a combination. I have a combination of anointings and impartations. And you think you can bribe God with your seed? Go and give the man of God seed. Say, lay hands on me, hey, Pastor. This thing, I see that you, your ministry is wealth, wealth ministry. So lay hands on me. The man cannot impart his deadness. He can't impart his secret place. Because that's what is giving him the results. You understand? That's why I mean, I'm, not, I'm yet to see a place where Jesus Christ called his disciples and did impartation service. He told them that they should go and pray. Some pastors, they won't teach you these things because they feel like you two will become powerful. It's good. Let's all become powerful. Let's all, why, why can't we all become Let's all become powerful. If I preach one, I go. You preach two, you go. Three, you go. Nobody will be feeling proud in the church of God. Don't tell you this thing. This one, they will know, they will learn it in their secret place and become powerful and come and do. Then all of you are sitting there. Wow. Man of God, lay hands on me. Then you say, bring oil. Three bottles of oil. <laughs> That thing, I'm telling you, it, the, I believe in the laying on of hands and 
impartation, but it works on a certain foundation. Do you understand what I'm saying? It works on a certain foundation. It works on a certain foundation. And there are times that God will even give you an instruction that go and see your pastor. Let him lay hands on you and pray about maybe about healing. And let me tell you, when God gives you an instruction like that, it will not happen until you have gone to that man. Because he has already tied the results to a human being. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. We trust you have been blessed. To interact with the man of God, follow him on Instagram at n.k underscore emisa. Stay blessed.